bonus episode. Hey everybody, welcome to the New World Podcast bonus episode. So uh, we're gonna we we got a pretty good bonus episode lined up for you. Pretty uh, good, selling it already. I like that. I like that salesmanship <laughs> from good. the start. It's, it's a pretty a, good episode. It's not the best, it's a, but it's pretty good. It is a C. We've got a C plus episode coming for you. It's you guys really like it. C's get degrees, everybody. That's this bonus episode. <laughs> Don't listen to Mark and Erica, my co-hosts. I'm Ryan. Um, this is definitely a B minus episode. Ooh, and uh, uh-oh. you know, I'm scoring Somebody's that already. With a curve. <laughs> um, sorry, we've got we'll a see. great episode we'll see. for you. We will see. We will see. But I think it's going to be a great episode. This is a special episode that we are calling filling holes we are talking about filling holes tonight mm. on the podcast mm. um wow. what huh. what mm. why are you guys reacting that way mm. well, mm. i mean you'll find out okay well anyway we're gonna be you filling, don't know that you'll find i, out. I mean we're, when, we're when, we, talk- when we had when we had the planning meeting when we had mm-hmm. the planning meeting about this episode when we were doing okay. our pre-prep our pre-prod sure. our pre sure. our pre-holes we were pre-filling pre-fill. our holes. Pre-fill. Uh, we yep. were talking yep. about different titles, uh, and I, I'm I, I don't remember us settling on the filling holes episode. That's right, filling wow. holes. I guys. remember Glad it being you guys have caught on. The, Glad you guys have caught on to the filling the what, gaps. This is this is you know what happens is that even though when you're an avid movie fan, sometimes there are certain movies from directors that you just haven't managed to see over a long period of time, and that's called filling holes. It's just completing the series. It's just saying, hey, tonight I need to watch a movie I haven't seen and I want to fill. I want to take this movie in and have it fill my hole. I want to fill it. I just want to take it all in all of it to its entirety and fill my hole with it. All right. Well, I don't see what's weird about that. That seems perfectly normal. Uh, uh, I mean, then, Ryan, fill your hole. This is that's this what we're going to talk about. Fill into our hole. Well, first of all, Mark said uh, uh, Mark wanted to talk about our beverages of choice for this episode. We're we, having we, a nice cold. We do these episodes, and we don't really talk about. <laughs> that's right. Look, that's right. That was slaughterhouse. That yeah. was slaughterhouse. two episodes ago. Go <laughs> pause. Go watch our po- listen to our slaughterhouse episode. Come back. But this is uh, you know I figured. Listen, we do these bonus episodes. We mm. typically have a beverage or two during these recordings. I mean, a little I behind the scenes. I think they have uh, they have a good idea. Little direct, yeah. <laughs> little director's commentary behind the scenes here. So I sure. thought, let's talk about it. No, we won't do yeah, this sure. for our regular episodes. It's just bonus, just bonus. This yeah. is like just the bonus. If you had a just question about what we're drinking, we're gonna fill the hole and right. tell you. Oh, excellent use of filling the hole, guys. We're gonna I feel f- like the more we say it, the less creepy it is. So I'm just going to keep saying it. Yikes. What are you holding your fill with? Uh, um, I'm having a Corona Premiere, which is a, you know, it, yeah, it everybody is, knows what it is. It is beer flavored water. But <laughs> yeah. in, 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 in this case, it is beer flavored water that tastes lightly of Corona. Mm, whiff of Corona. And and staying in the Corona family. I'm having a Corona hard seltzer. Heard seltzer. And Mark, what are you having? I am having a Surly Brewing Company Hell Lager. <laughs> yes. There you go. You're also having a coffee. So just to throw everybody off, is it better with coffee? I think the coffee really 
uh, brings out the subtle notes of the lager. There you go. So there you go. I highly recommend if you're going to do this. And he's having a lamb chop. Yeah, he's having two and... lamb chops and four haricot ver. If you're gonna have, a, if you're gonna have a surly, if you're, if you're gonna have a surly held lager, have a coffee back. Is what I'm saying. Is that's, <laughs> that's right? That, I that's think normal, that's what they say. That's normally, what people order. My God. What so, we don't. What we didn't know is that Mark's mm-hmm. now a longshoreman, so he just has coffee and beer for every meal. <laughs> He's married to the sea now. He said goodbye to <laughs> so, goodbye to his wife. Yes, He's just yes. <laughs> so with Slaughterhouse clearly being sponsored by Pepsi, Crystal Crystal Heart being sponsored by Newtson <laughs> Newtson Milk. <laughs> yes. Uh, this bonus episode is sponsored by Surly and Corona. So mm-hmm. whether they know it or not, whether they like it or not, <laughs> they are filling our holes tonight. So mm-hmm. thank you, Surly and Corona. For taking our holes and filling them with all your love. All right, so hmm. let's dive into filling our <laughs> filling I, our holes. Is that going to get just, a sponsorship? I hope so. Yeah, I hope. I, I mean, I feel like I don't know. I don't see how it couldn't. I feel like that was very respectful and kind. It's in the, balls in their court. <laughs> that's that's true. The ball is definitely in their court. Um. So let's get into filling our holes, and we're going to talk tonight about filling our Romero holes. Um, and let's start with Mark, who finally watched a Romero movie that actually I have to say I don't I don't I haven't watched this particular movie. So you're watching one that I, is still a hole for me. Um, so why don't you tell everybody what what that one is? Well, I filled my hole with "There's Always Vanilla," and. Uh, <laughs> This is a movie that George Romero didn't like. Um, and, you know, part of that is because he made it right after making Night of the Living Dead. And he wanted to make a very different movie. Um, didn't want to be pigeonholed into being a, a horror movie director. <clears throat> and uh, he got he got a little bit of funding to make it, but not enough to make it consistently. So he was also shooting um, commercials. In, in Pittsburgh where he lived. And so they would like make a little bit of this movie. Then they go and do some commercials, raise a little more money. Then they go back and they'd shoot a little bit more. And he felt like uh, the movie sort of suffered because they didn't have a consistent shooting schedule where everyone was together and they could really get a feel for how the movie was going to go. Plus the writer and the producer sort of back, well, they didn't have enough funding and they sort of backed out a little bit on it. Um, you know, it's an interesting movie because uh, it's it's a movie about uh, basically about a couple that, um, you know, it, it, you have a, a model who meets this guy who's sort of a drifter. Uh, and how do they maintain a relationship? She gets pregnant. This is before Roe versus Wade. So she's also like, I'm going to get an abortion, but abortions are illegal. Um, and it's, you know, it's more of a character study more than anything. Um, and quite frankly, I think George Romero does a really interesting job of capturing that. One of the things, like, if you look at like Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, he did a really good job of capturing group conversation where the camera's sort of like pulled back and capturing all these people talking. And you don't typically see that in movies. And I remember as a kid watching Dawn of the Dead and thinking, 
I don't understand what's happening. And I'm talking specifically about the 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 um the new studio scene at the beginning of Dawn of the Dead, where you have all these people okay. talking and there there's no focus on any one person. It's just sort of capturing the dialogue, which adds to sort of the commotion of the situation. And he does a lot of that in this movie too, of like bar scenes and and just different group scenes where he's not focusing on one character. It's just a bunch of people talking. And it's so it's interesting in that way. Um, he didn't have enough money to get the whole movie shot. So he so the 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 male character in the movie, Raymond Lane, he has to do this sort of um, uh, narrative where they keep cutting back to him talking to the camera and sort of explaining a little bit of what's going on. Honestly, he is fantastic. He is doing an incredible job, not just with the monologues, but every scene he's in, he was amazing. He's also in Season of the Witch, the movie that that George Murrow made after this. He was phenomenal. And so I would say it's worth watching just to watch him. And you do get to see a lot of the characters from Night of the Living Dead playing other characters. So there's like bar scenes where you see people who played zombies that are in the bar scenes. And you're like, oh, that person was in Night of the Living Dead. So it's interesting to watch. But Raymond Lane is fantastic in this movie. Um, Hmm. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was kind of... I watched the director's commentary or, or sorry, the extra bonus footage where George Romero, they took like an older interview that they did with him. And he said how he hated the movie and didn't really want anything to do with it. Uh, he, he feels like essentially the only thing he did was edit the movie together. It's kind of disappointing because I think it's a really interesting movie and worth watching. Why does he hate it? Yeah. Why does he, he hates it? Be- he didn't get enough money to shoot the movie that he wanted to make. He didn't no. get to do it consistently, so that so everybody from the crew to the cast never really got to gel as like we're all making a movie together, uh, and he just felt like he didn't get the the he didn't he wasn't able to create the vision that he wanted, and uh, coming off of Night of the Living Dead, it just didn't. He said that and Season of the Witch are two movies that he really doesn't want to. He just kind of writes off, although he always felt that he would have loved to have made a remake of Season of the Witch. Uh, But because they didn't really work as movies, he sort of wrote them off and then just jumped to, I think, uh, The Crazies was the movie that he made after Season of the Witch. And that's where he felt like, okay, now I'm gaining my momentum again and I have like a real budget and I'm actually like making the movies I want to make. So Crazies is where he finally got it together. I, I guess, but I, I would say if like, obviously I watched the arrow Blu-ray of it and it, it looks great. Um, it's, it, it is in uh, uh four by three, not 16 by nine, but mm. it, I, it, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun character study and Raymond Lane was phenomenal. So there you go. That's, all right. Whole filled. That was a whole I felt like that hole was adequately filled. Wow. Okay. Stuffed it. Well, I I filled another Romero hole in myself, um, which has just been a long. And honestly, it's been a long time. That hole has just been been empty. And I'm glad un, you could unfilled. finally take care of it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm That's talking right. about I'm talking about Night Riders, which I don't know if you've ever seen before, Mark. 
I haven't. Have you seen Knight Riders? No. So Knight Riders is what he did right after, I believe, Dawn of the Dead. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is a... How do I want to... I don't know if I had as positive a feeling as you did about uh, There's Always Vanilla. I... I did in a in in a way I was very charmed by it and I know that like I'm going to watch this again later on down the road especially now that I know what this movie is. So seeing uh what you've just said about there's always vanilla then season of the witch then he did the crazies then he does dawn of the dead then he makes this movie which is about I think yeah. Ed Harris uh running this group of what what is it? It's not quite like a Renaissance fair, but essentially they are dressing up as knights and jousting and doing sort of Renaissance fair games, but they're all on motorcycles, right? So mm-hmm. they're jousting on motorcycles and uh in a talking about a good performance, Tom Savini is, you know, Ed Harris number 1 is great. This is really his one of his debut in terms of a lead role. Tom Savini is fantastic in this movie. And super good as a sort of rival to Ed Harris, the guy who kind of wants to take the throne because Ed Harris is the king of this traveling. Um, uh, I don't, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, this this motocross renaissance hybrid, and he's sort of the guy. And they basically are traveling from town to town, so you're basically getting to know a lot of the different people um, it, that are in this group. And it's kind of cool because you know you have um, Ken Faree. Um, from uh, Dawn of the Dead. There's also, uh, who else is also in it? Um, uh, is it Scott Reiniger? Is is that who I'm thinking of, who's also in Dawn of the Dead? Um, sure. Yeah, you I believe that's the other guy. There, yes. I been, yeah. the, two yeah. main, the two main you guys. You could have been like John Jonathan's, and I would have been like, uh-huh. Scott yeah. Reiniger is actually, re- he's got a small role as one of like <laughs> John what about Jonathan's, though? John Jonathan's? John Jonathan's? He um he was just a grip. Oh, he was just a grip. Right. So, well, but you know, like not inconsequential. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Scott Reiniger is like a like a what buddy. About, what like about one, Bill Holefiller? <laughs> oh, Billy Bill Holefiller. <laughs> Billy Boy Holefiller. Wouldn't that be amazing if that guy actually did exist and was in this movie? Um, <laughs> um, someone, someone listening right now is like me. Me? You what? brought my he's name like, up. How do they like, know me, Billy Boy Holefiller? Yeah. He's like, sorry, Holefiller. You're, saying, Holefiller. you're saying it wrong. It's Holefiller. Yeah, Holefiller. Come on. Um, also, another f- a favorite, um, just because it blends with a lot of things I've been watching li- lately, because it has Martin Ferrero also in the movie, who oh. is a guy who played a lot in Miami Vice. And didn't he as, get eaten in Jurassic Park? Uh yes, he gets eaten yes. in Jurassic Park, and he plays. <laughs> when he's on the toilet, he actually plays. I remembered something from Melvin. You're right. He did play the guy get it eaten on the toilet. <laughs> yes. he, I think he plays like a lawyer in Jurassic Park, but he plays like what would not be considered a uh, an appropriate casting at this point in time. But in Miami Vice, he plays like <sighs> Thank I you, believe Corona. a a Cuban guy that's always like helping uh, Crockett and Tubbs. Um, with some of their information on the underground. He's in many episodes as sort of like a comic relief. But there's a lot of good... Patricia, uh, Patricia Tallman, who eventually played Barbara in the Night of the Living Dead remake that Tom Savini directed. She is also a key character in this. Um, 
really a great cast. There's a lot of really good people. It's kind of interesting to see like where he was going as an artist. I look at this as Romero yeah. sort of look like I'm going to make these movies and I'm going to continue to use these different cast members. And, and, and if there's anything about that, I felt about Knight Riders was just a little bit of a sadness that he didn't get to continue to make these different movies with these, with this cast and with this ensemble of, of yeah. actors that he was sort of building up. But I think that's because he may have uh, over, he may maybe didn't really consider, I should say, um, an audience's fervor for a uh, jousting movie on motorcycles involving a traveling renaissance. You really underestimated Troop it. like that. I, I just, I'm like, I don't know what kind of audience there is now. I feel like at the time of 1981, when Knight Riders come out, he's missed the like motorcycle gang movies by a, by a wide margin. So I'm like, I just, I don't know who he was trying to target. That said, some great performances. I don't, Ed Harris is like great in it and selling the hell out of it at the same time. I'm not sure why he takes this so seriously, why this means so much to him to be the king of this fake realm of motorcycle jousters. I, it doesn't make sense, but it's like everyone's doing a great job in it. And uh, yes. Do you also feel like people saw the name and they weren't sure if it was going to be a joke or not? Because I saw the title, I'm like, this is going to be hilarious. But then it's not very funny. It no. It itself very seriously. So maybe people were just thrown because they thought it was going to be funnier? I think the the, the poster, not. which has Ed Harris, like, dressed in, uh, like, yeah, he, he's dressed in armor and he's on a bike. Um, but he, it looked, to me, it felt like it might be like a futuristic society where now they're like sort of going back to medieval times, but they have motorcycles, Mark. Well, uh, so the question I have for you is when we go back to the first episode of the new world podcast that we recorded about the bike, the motorcycle, the biker movies that new world made our unreleased episode. Yes. That we have to do again because it wasn't very right. good. Can no, we include yes, It was this? our first attempt. Can we include this in that episode? Because it feels like this movie should have been a part of that time. The 1970 to 1972 Easy the, Rider. Like late 60s to 1970s kind of. Because I'm going like, to go ahead and make the assumption that he was trying to make a biker movie, but that was a little out of time because I can't remember when the United States, and I'm, I'm just I'm going to say the United States because I don't have another country to, to base this on, had like a, a Renaissance Festival movie trend where it was like, yeah, oh man, everyone's into Renaissance Festival movies. Everyone is super into that. Uh, in, or, the, in the movie, uh, they're... There's like magazines like Tom Savini does this very uh, like he is ultimately covered up, but he's like very naked for this cover of like a motorcycle magazine where they're like heavily covering these traveling jousting. Sh- I, it's made to be like a really big deal. And Tom Savini's becoming a big star. And Ed Harris isn't into that. He's into the purity of them pretending to be a knights of the round table but their motorcycle jousting i i mean again i just 
is there yeah to your point did we, i miss something and this was a huge trend in the 70s and i just didn't know it i don't but i but don't tom, know but, but tom savini is a soul tom savini is a soul cyclist so he's like no that would I'm be ed harris about that'd be shit. ed like no that's ed harris <laughs> oh ed harris tom savini is like, like yeah man i'm, I'm gonna a be a purist about this <laughs> right yeah yeah, Tom Savini's the guy he's who's the purist, and Savini's the sellout. Tom right? Savini's the guy who's cutting it up on the bike yeah, and just trying to it. get the yeah. fame, you know, um, riding all the big waves and trying to get. It's all... an interesting one. I saw bits and pieces of it. To be honest, I didn't watch the entire thing. But yeah, that's true. I also, in the and granted, I did not watch the entire thing, admittedly, but I couldn't also figure out if it was for real or not. Right? Like, like is this supposed to be funny? Are we like making right. fun of Ren fairs? Right. Are we making fun of motorcycle gangs, or are we embracing it? Like, it's definitely a lot of comedy in between watch. the the group of people. There's a lot of different people. His ex wife yeah. plays like a um, like one of the mechanics who helps fix up right. the bikes, but she's kind of goofy, and they're always she like, is. "Hey, man!" Yeah. And she's like, "I'm a lady," so right. it's like that right. whole like what she she's clearly a woman. Right. Who was oh, just absolutely. a bit dirty from working right. on. So they're like, ooh, dismiss yeah. you then. And you're like, what are you, a dude? It's like, and then like, she's the, very obviously a woman. The guy who does all the play by play, like, he kind of like, he comes out during it. So there's like, it's a yeah, lot of like getting into all the people that are in this movie. And it's like, I think now that I'm I've surprised seen it, it so thoroughly filled your hole. Because <laughs> I felt like my holes were, I don't know. I might say this was, it they was a, filled. I was saying it's a long, it was a long standing hole and I feel like it oh. was half, it was half filled. Oh, wow. Yikes. Just because I think now that I know what to expect with Knight Riders, I might want to rewatch it again just because it was like so jarring because I was like, what it, who is this directed to? Yeah. Like who, who was, who was he expecting to Who's like, the be audience excited for, for this? this one? We just got back some market research analysis that said that everyone's really into motorcycles and renaissance festivals <laughs> right, so can we right. combine the two and we're gonna right. make a ton of money <laughs> yeah it's like i understand he didn't want to he's always been trying to somewhat step away from the zombie genre so these are two movies of romero's that we're talking about that aren't in that but uh i feel like he had an opportunity maybe to he was shooting the shop all of night riders in philadelphia um you know he was definitely trying to keep things local to where he had grown up and where he had started his career with this group of people that he was clearly building a great ensemble of actors that he was reusing. It's just, I don't think this was the concept that was going to break you out of uh, zombie movies and into other movies and said, Hey, I got this thing going in Philadelphia with all these actors. I want to keep making these kinds of a bunch of different kinds of stories. I just don't think this was the, maybe the best story. This maybe was a story he could have told down the road. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I still don't know who this movie was directed to. No, but, no. It, I mean, it, 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 it feels a little bit like a dare. Like <laughs> I dare you to try to make a movie about this. Right. Project. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, he was like, I mean, I, he was like, he was shooting the, he was shooting the breeze with a couple of his buddies. And he's like, I just, I feel like I'm getting pigeonholed into being the zombie guy. I got to do something different. And his friend was like, he was about three Corona premiums in. and was like, dude, what if you made a movie about motorcycles and the Renaissance festival? It'd be amazing. Right. And George was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that. And that I mean yeah, Night Riders was born. It was born. He was like, Hey, what if I made a movie nobody wanted? 
<laughs> zombie movies are already polarizing. Right. Here's one right. that does it one. Better. I don't want to just be your zombie guy. What if you made movies that has no audience? Yeah. I, I, so, but that said, like, there's a there is a lot of really good things in Night Riders, and and not just the performances, but like it is interesting to kind of get into the like the whole the realm, if you will, of all these different characters. It's just. It's just not, it's definitely a movie that you don't know what this is. You're not sure what you're expecting. Your expectations are just not met from the poster or from, you know, the long history of me thinking, oh yeah, Night Riders. I just, I had some sort of idea over the years of what this movie was and it wasn't that. So mm-hmm. it's certainly worth a rewatch for me down the road. And I don't, if you haven't watched it, Mark, you should, uh, you know, give it a view. Uh, fill no, your I hole. haven't. And, and, and quite frankly, before, before you brought it up or before you started talking about this, before your hole was at least two digits filled with night riders, I, <laughs> I thought based four upon digits the into poster, my hole. <laughs> <laughs> before four I, digits when I just the maximum the posters, I can get I in my hole. <laughs> it, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. I thought that it was like George Romero's Megaforce ripoff. So I was expecting mm. more like, team motorcycle across the desert fighting yeah uh, yeah me too uh, me too but yeah so when I, you start talking about name, it, i was like oh I thought that is gonna, very yeah. different just from the name i thought it was going to be like motorcycle gangs who wore armor right i thought it was going to be like a serious Santiago yeah, like blood sport kind of yeah, yeah yeah sorry or blood sport blood sport blood sport i've seen that i've seen that one but i haven't seen blood sport but i've seen blood's port <laughs> you have you've actually only seen you've seen death's port that is the oh even even more different. oh sorry i Whoops. can't even remember what i had seen that's how full my hole is i can't even remember death, what i've seen and what happened death, death your hole overfloweth port. that's right port. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, yeah uh yeah i thought the same thing and i thought it was gonna just be like you know uh, again one of those like you know mad max ripoff movies where we're sort of just like putting on armor and we're yeah. we're gonna go out there and we're gonna we have motorcycles and that's how we're gonna we don't have guns but we we're gonna joust like olden times because we're in this apocalyptic landscape but no no it's very much modern times and it's it's i would say it's it's interesting it's certainly interesting. And I give him a lot of credit for making this weird movie that I just, I mean, he obviously had the cachet coming off of like crazies and Dawn of the dead. And I just wish he'd come up with something that had at least a little bit more commercial appeal, I think, because then maybe he could have made a lot more of different movies and could have, because you still see a lot of like really good Romero touches in there. There's still a lot of good performances. There's still a lot of good stuff in this movie. It's just, what is this movie about and what is, who is this for? I, I don't know. I, I was still charmed by it, but you know, it's definitely an oddity, but let's transition away because the other thing we want to talk about in this bonus episode, this bonus episode mm-hmm. is uh, we want to talk about some new world movies that we think deserve some physical release. And <laughs> Out, so we're going to transition from filling our holes to a physical release. Wow. What? Just wow. Just what? wow. What's that? Wow. Well, wow. Yeah. Just a wow. Smooth, smooth transition. Because there, there's, there is 
I mean, I there's definitely some movies, and we'll talk about a couple that we have already talked about on this podcast. For instance, to go back to Android, our episode about Android, that's a movie that doesn't currently have the uh, uh, doesn't have a physical release. The uh, DVD that I that we watched, you and I watched, was uh, out of print one from the early two thousands. Early aughts. The early aughts. <clears throat> and it doesn't have a Blu-ray. So wait, now early aughts, do you mean like 2000, 2001? Or are we talking early aughts, late aughts, 2009, which is this is an actual real discussion we had earlier about where's the line between early aughts and late aughts? We had a discussion that is legit where we're talking the early aughts because it came out in the early 2000s. If it came out in 2008, 2009, that would be the late aughts. I feel like 2008, 2009 is still early aughts. That, that is, uh, the aughts are 2000 to 2009, right? No, and no then, isn't it 2000 yeah, to 2010s 2000 would be out of the aughts. Yeah, out of the no, aughts. Oh, okay. Well, this conversation is null and void then because I don't understand when the aughts end. You don't understand what aughts means. Yeah. So That's what you're... this conversation, you should have said that to start. <laughs> You know what? That pisses, I should have said that it. pisses me off that you didn't take a minute to educate me and teach me about the aughts. How dare you? How dare you? You know what? You can tell a bitch what the aughts are, or you can teach a bitch. You spoke you with so much confidence that you like you knew what the aughts were. I thought the aughts you ended felt- in 3000. So I was like, of course, 2009 are early aughts. Because we're going all the way to 3000. You thought aughts encapsulated just the 2000s. Yeah, I thought aughts encapsulated all of 2000. If we're in 2899, you'd be like, well, this is late aughts. Exactly. This makes sense. 2899 is late aughts. 2009, early aughts. Damn it, Ryan! <laughs> well, now that so, we Erica, have back- so that begs the question: What do you call what do you call nineteen hundred to nineteen ninety nine? The nines. You just say like that was 90s. early nines. That's all nineties. <laughs> it was the early nineties. All the nineties. So nineteen thirty. We're 90s. talking about the early nineties. Yeah, the early nineties. <laughs> Exactly. The nineties are like those are the late thousands. Is that yeah. what you mean? Yep. Exactly. Um, Damn it, Ryan. <laughs> uh, all For right. One so, time I can't get any Ryan's research is so, when I need it the most. <laughs> so getting back to Android, Android's a movie that deserves a Blu-ray. It should get a Blu-ray. Yeah, that, it needs uh, a Blu-ray. That needs Big a Blu-ray. Time. It needs a Blu-ray. It needs some bloops. We need some director's commentary. The director's commentary. We need some on, audition yes. videos. Come we need, on. Yes. We need. We need uh, Release Opera's audition. We tape. need Barry Opper. Well, Barry Opper co-wrote it, so I don't know if he had an audition, but we need some more. We need opera. Don Opper's we need more... audition tape. Sorry, Barry Opper's the producer, his brother. Don Opper. Yeah, we is need the Don's actor audition tape. We need Don in there. Well, he co-wrote it. I don't Jesus know if he guys, get it straight. Something. Come on, Fuck. which opera I'm are sorry. we talking about? I'm sorry, I, one I opera missed, at a I, time here. I missed which opera <laughs> yes. we're talking about. I'm sorry, I'm talking about. Don Opper's in the aughts. I want to see Don <laughs> Opper's early aughts audition tape. <laughs> Movie was shot in the 70s. So. Well, then his early <laughs> thousands audition. No, it was 80s. shot in the 90s. It was oh, yeah, in the right, late the 90s. 90s. Late Should I 90s. can't even keep my own shit straight. <laughs> no, it was not shot in the late 90s. Andrew's not the fair. late also, 90s is anywhere from 1965 <laughs> to 1999 is the late 90s. Thank you. The late Thank 90s. You. The late thousands. Thank you. See, Mark gets it. 
So the other the other movie that we just there's always about. vanilla is a late nineties movie, just like <laughs> Night Riders. Thank Same you. with Night Riders, Thank late nineties. Thank you. All these movies we're gonna probably talk. About. The next movie that we just talked about recently, Crystal Heart. Crystal Heart is not anywhere available. The DVD that both yeah. I bought and then Mark separately bought Ugh. was Ugh. from eBay, and clearly somebody ripping it and putting that on there. And Crystal Heart, Crystal Heart should be playing in every drive-in theater <laughs> right now. Yes. It should be their midnight yes. movie Constantly. every. It should be their Constantly. midnight movie every night. It, do we deserve a director's commentary? Yes. We deserve Tawny Contain's own separate yes. track where she can just talk. Yes. We do, I, yeah. I want to see her audition. Yes. I want to see... I, I want to see that music video so, on its own. Yes. I want to just have that <laughs> as a track I can just put on. Just okay. watch... Give me the Vinegar Syndrome Beastmaster version yes. of yes. Crystal Heart. I want it in a Where you have a booklet, case. a hardcover, uh-huh. everything. And all of it's I, in a I, clear I, said, glass, I'm sorry. Like crystal case. Yeah, clear glass in a heart case. It's like, a heart I'm case. sorry, this is gonna cut. This is gonna cost you a hundred dollars. I'd be like, money well spent. Who cares? It is well <laughs> you know spent what? on this. Here's two hundred, and I still only want one copy. <laughs> I, I that deserves that deserves a release so big time. And um, so let's talk about some other new world movies that deserve them. Those are just ones that we have already talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think right off the, the- love letters. Should also be Love Letters does love, have a Blu-ray. But Love Letters should just have a re-release. <laughs> like it could hey, certainly it's the twentieth anniversary or whatever anniversary we're on six seven twenty. Well, I don't know. 50. It was it was came know. out in the late nineties, so I mean, I I, it's hard to remember. So whatever the math is on that, it needs an anniversary <laughs> re-release. <laughs> but that one does have a Blu-ray, but it only has it has just an interview with the Keach. Ugh. It needs a Jamie Lee interview. It needs a Jamie Lee interview. It needs a commentary. We need more. Yes. We need more from it. We and need, it needs to be I want to hear Amy Holden Jones talk about this movie. Encased in, in a letter. In, a, in a letter. <laughs> an envelope. Yeah. In its own envelope that you would just, oh, you yeah. take the envelope, you take out the Blu-ray, yeah. and you're like, okay, now yeah. I'm at, this is my love letter. And then also you get the script, and then you just get to read it. Like a love <laughs> <laughs> you love love letters. I do. You love love letters. I love it. Uh, That's something else. Not to digress, but to digress. This could be a new Erica segment. We digress, I digress. I don't know. I'm working on the song for it, but Erica digresses could be another one where we go back and we revisit our top five New World movies. Well, we 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 do plan to do that. We are going to do that very soon. Oh, there's plans. Yeah, oh, there are plans. Secret plans. <laughs> Erica's not aware of. It's another segment. Well, we would do that in Mark another. Mark and Ryan have secret plans. We're going to do that in another episode where we. I'm still go workshopping. Back. The, I'm still workshopping that song because I didn't know it existed. So, secret plans. That's a new segment. <laughs> um. So let's talk about other Mark. What are some other New World movies that need a physical release? Uh, well, there is one that comes immediately to mind is the Aurora Encounter. Now, if you haven't seen this movie, we're gonna play a trailer. Enjoy. As amazing as it seems, what you are about to see is true. What the people of Aurora, Texas saw. What in the world was it? Where in the world does it come from? And why in the world did it choose Aurora, Texas for its first out-of-this-world encounter? Aurora Encounter. A true story. Believe it or not. Aurora Encounter. Rated PG. 
I saw this movie <clears throat> on VHS mm-hmm. 20 plus years ago. It is bona fide is, garbage. Would that be in the aughts? He saw it in the aughts? He or? saw it in the late 90s. Yeah, I thought the aughts. Okay, got it. Thought the aughts. No, I thought the, the late aughts. 90s. Okay. It is, late 90s. It is absolutely horrible and amazing all at the same time. It left such uh, it left a, a, such an indelible impression on me that even though I only had a VHS copy of it, I have remembered that and looked for it occasionally <laughs> for twenty plus years. Just done an eBay search, like maybe ah. it's come out again. It is mm-hmm. it is shockingly bad and worth a, uh, a a a proper release just to understand. Why did this get made? Why did it get made? It's an alien movie, Alien Lands in Texas, but it's also sort of a family movie, and it's it's like trying to be a silly version of E.T. It doesn't make any sense. Why is this movie not given a proper release? I don't know. So that's that's my my first contribution. Very good. That's a good one. That is a very quality one. I... I have a similar one that made a big impression on me, and that is a movie called Rollerblade. Now, speaking of Knight Riders, this one... If I had a nickel for every time I had to hear about Rollerblade, (laughs) I would have 15 cents, right? I mentioned it a few times today, so that's... Oh, often I had a nickel for every time I could remember when you brought up Rollerblade, (laughs) I would have 15 cents. (laughs) But Rollerblade is like... It is a uh, it is a post apocalyptic movie with people on rollerblades, and this movie is insane. And I don't understand why it is not on physical release. It was only on VHS. I don't even know if there's a DVD. This thing is very hard to find, but it is one of those movies. In fact, my roommates and I back in the late nineties, the the actual late nineties. The late nineties of the late nineties. Let's just say that. You um, mean nineteen seventy five? Nineteen seventy six. The late nineties of the late nineties. <laughs> so uh, the back end of the late nineties. Let's so, say. And so nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty. We all have our own understanding of time, Ryan. Okay, everybody has their hey, own understanding. It's a of flat time. circle, everybody. Um, but that was a movie that like when we would have parties when I'd always put on the TV and just like at no volume and invariably somebody would be like, what is this movie? Because it is just a spectacle and it just draws your eye. It's insane. And you just can't help but want to watch it. And that is a movie that I think would really, it deserves a good physical release to fill your double, hole. It'd be a good double feature with uh, Night Riders. It would be. It would be. It would be a double pa- good, good yeah. pairing. Uh, Mark, do you have another one as well? I do, but this one I've never actually seen. It's The Personals. Uh, it's a movie about yes. a divorced man searching for love, uh-huh. sort of similar to Love Letters. But this one, instead of being shot in very expensive Venice, California, it's shot in reasonably priced Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, and it doesn't have a proper release. Now, this was... Uh, directed by Peter uh, Markle, who this was his first movie. After that, he made Hot Dog the movie, which gave at least one or two significant boners. And then uh, he also directed Bat 21, which didn't give me a boner, but I did go and see it with my dad. I saw it too. uh, I was there too. I was there too. I remember seeing Bat 21. 
<laughs> right. So this guy made some. Sorry, some, Mark said he's with mo- his dad, so that oh, sounds like sorry. it's different from Uh-oh, your dad. Oh, wait a minute. Mark what was am, there with his dad? What am I so. learning tonight? What am I learning? <laughs> sorry. Oh, this is a weird way for this to come out. <laughs> secret plans. <laughs> secret, secret plans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to call up Mark's so, father tomorrow and find out what's going yes. on. What? Do you recall <laughs> seeing a movie with your son, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is this about Mark? That you're Bat just 21? Mark's father. You're just Mark's father. You're not my father. This is odd. <laughs> so why hasn't this movie been released? It seems like it's it's prime for a good. It's as far as I know, it's only on VHS, just like Aurora right. Encounter. Now I don't right. think Aurora Encounter ever got a DVD. Even it was just right. VHS. So. Where's this movie? Um, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. I know you can watch Aurora Encounter on YouTube if you really wanted to. Uh, but uh, like these are these are uh, these are classic mid to late '90s <laughs> movies that right. we should all be able to enjoy mid, in a mid, yep. <laughs> in a you know a, a restored format that isn't grainy and uh, full of obnoxious youtube commercials every seven to eight minutes and uh you know i look the guy made hot dog the movie if you haven't seen that turn off this podcast and go watch it i <laughs> i trust that me. podcast trust go grab me. your dad and go watch hot dog the movie <laughs> your real dad make sure it's no no real no, no, no your dad you go watch bat 21 don't watch hot dog the movie oh right with your okay dad. right 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 that will be weird <laughs> i got him mixed up the thing is about hot dog is that actually did get a fairly new blu-ray a blu-ray that came out just last year so that actually is more available but it sounds like a lot of the uh, the director's other stuff, including even uh, Bat Twenty One or Bat Two One, that that one is not as available. So that's a little bit of a harder movie to find, as well as the personals. So it sounds like a lot of his stuff is a little bit more difficult to get a hold of. No, so I don't know what I don't I know mean, what I, I don't know what he also what made the Young Blood media... with with Rob Lowe and Patrick oh Swayze. Young Blood, hey, this Come guy, on. this guy had a career. Oh, and Patrick Swayze, yeah. Oh my! That's a real double dip, isn't it? Come on! Oof. Yeah, that uh, that now that that's deserves... going to fill at least two holes right there. Absolutely, those two guys <laughs> will fill two for holes. anybody. For anybody, that'll fill any two holes for anybody. It's a real versatile hole filler right there. Um, I am trying to come up with the the name of the next one, though. I have a couple others that we talked about, but. Uh, excuse me while I vamp here because there was a movie that we talked about when we were trying to come up with a perfect Valentine's Day movie. Uh, and we eventually settled on Crystal Heart. But thank we, God. Thank God. Thank God. Yes. I mean, fate finally oh. decided that one. So this was another movie that we thought this might be a good uh, movie to watch for Valentine's Day. But Nice Girls Don't Explode. It's about a young lady who's kept away from boys by her overprotective mother because flames tend to spontaneously erupt whenever her hormones oh, are aroused. Yes. For, so for her protection yes. on a dinner date as she's carrying a fire extinguisher, this was a movie we were like, wait a minute, we get to watch this? That's Let's, a movie? That's a movie. Nice girls don't explode. That sounds like explode. a terrible idea for a sketch. 
Yeah, but turned like, into hear me out. a when full... she gets well, too on, horny, she on. catches on fire. Like, no, 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 no. We're not writing that. Nope, it's a movie. Question, question. Is the plot of that movie better or worse than Knight Riders? <laughs> I mean, I gotta give Oof. Knight Riders the edge, but it's mm. it you're right, it's kind of close because it's but it is one of those like 80s plots. Like if there was ever you're gonna make a movie or someone's gonna green line a movie where you're like this girl, she gets too horny. She's going to explode. It's a comedy. The 1980s, they're that's a green light. That's a green light. Make that movie. There's almost no other decade where you're going to be able to make that yeah, movie. That's true. Uh, and the director of that movie went on, I think this is his directorial debut, and he went on to shoot an episode of Superboy and then nothing. Chuck Martinez. So, like, you know you're in something special. This is like this is his opus, essentially. Who is the mom and nice girls don't explode? Uh good question. I just went on to what the writer did. The writer has done a, a lot of Alfred Hitchcock episodes, so interesting. Um the cast is So the director of that movie did one more thing than the director of Slaughterhouse. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. He did manage to do a couple other things uh, before he stopped. But uh, Barbara Harris is the mom in that movie. Uh, she was, uh, let's see, she 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 did a lot of like improv comedy back in the day in Chicago. Hmm. And she's done a whole lot of stuff. She was in Gross Point Blank. Uh, she played the mom in that. She's in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. She's done a bunch of stuff. So, Peggy so Sue that got makes married. this okay. Nice Girls Don't Explode. <laughs> she did Peggy Sue Got Married, then did Nice Girls Don't Explode, then Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. So, what a career. Um, wow. So, why can't we see Nice Girls Don't Explode? What's going on with that? Yeah, come on. Um, Put it as a double feat with girls just want to have fun. Let's go. Let's do it. There's a there's many and unfortunately there's a bunch. There's a couple though that are frustrating for us too in terms of the way we're going to deal with some of the early parts of New World's history. In that that same motorcycle episode that Mark was talking about, which we recorded first off and has since been put into our archives. Yeah, shelved it because it was too good. <laughs> it's just too good. It can't is peak that early. Yeah, it is. You can't, can't, so good. can't be it that is, good. You, you, you can't just, be that good right off the bat. It's yeah, and but you embarrass all other podcasts. When we get enough. when we get one hundred thousand fans on That's Instagram, right. then right. maybe. We will release. We will release that. We will release that joy to the world mm. for that episode. I I think it's worth uh, just a little tease. We started recording that episode, then you, uh, Ryan, and I left to go see Drab Majesty and Deaf Heaven, and then came right. back and finished that's it. Right. So that's right. That that's a that's a real time capsule of where we were yeah. at that yeah. time. That is a dedication. That's some dedication yeah, that right is there. Some dedication. We really were dedicated to this podcast J- enough to record some and then leave for a concert we really wanted to go to and then come back and record more. Um, but there's some of those movies like Angels Die Hard. Uh, some of the, those uh, the early biker movies. That's one of the first movies that New New World ever released. Those are not available. A lot of those early biker movies, and that's very frustrating. All um, those late well as, biker movies are just really hard to find. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and I don't know why they haven't gotten some releases. Even, I mean, Angels Die Hard is, you know, not as, as uh, even Angels Hard as They Come. And Bury Me an Angel. Angels Hard as They Come was at least written, co-written by um, Jonathan Demme. So you'd think that that would have gotten a, I think it has a, it got a DVD at some point. But still hard to find. Bury Me an Angel is another Barbara Peters who directed Humanoids from the Deep. So that's another movie that would be nice. Then okay. the movie that started the whole nurse cycle, which we have yet to delve into because, you know, um, you can get a lot of those on DVD, the other nurse movies. But the very first movie, The Student Nurses, which is one of the first releases from New World. Um, that's, um, that's very hard to find. You might be able to find some of those on, on YouTube, but very tricky to find. So that's another one that I think deserves one and a movie just to cap this off, a movie that we have talked about that I think I would still like to at least see a cleaned up version of this movie is scream of the demon lover. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, oh. I'd be, I would at least be interested to no, see. I fully understand why that's impossible to find. Well, just... I would at least like to see some of the detail of that movie. That movie looked like you you're, were. You're the only one. That's why it can't be found. It looked like you were trying to watch that movie like through like a shower curtain. God, it was, it was so like you just couldn't really see everything. It was so muddy. Um, yeah, so that's just a few. There's a bunch, of course. We hope that this is all going to change. Luckily, there is plenty of New World that is available, and we will be talking about that in future episodes. We hope that this bonus episode helped fill your holes and gave you some physical releases. Uh, we will see you next time on the New World Podcast. Wow. In the meantime... <laughs> what? What? Just- why, no, why are you guys shaking your heads? Just, I don't just, understand why you guys are shaking your head. Just, hmm, wow. Okay, just, well, just, we're, we're happy for you. That's okay, all. I, all right. I, I, I just, I just, I just released a lot. Wow, good. See, <laughs> this is what this episode's about. So, uh, in the meantime, find us on Instagram. We want to hit that number and release our uh, most amazing episode you've ever heard. And hit us up on Twitter. Dust off your old face. Try to see if you can figure out your Facebook account password and meet us there. Uh, Otherwise, rate and review us. And we'll see you next time on the New World Podcast. Bye, everybody.